Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Heat. And today we are doing a review of Nanty Narking, followed by a review of Irish Gage, and looking at a pick six segment. So thanks for joining us for episode number 26. <laughs> Residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed up like a hipster college student, baby. You know why you're dressed up like a hipster college student? I have no idea. Because you know all the hip lingo now. From, per, our last episode. Which is also why my name is Johnny Yeet. Yeah, that, that comment is flame. Hey! That's actually accurate. So the reason that my name is Johnny Yeet and he's dressed up like a hipster, for reals, is because last episode we were so old that we had to look up. How old were we? Yeah, I tell you, we were so old that, no, we had to look up, what, what does that word yeet mean? And honestly, I was sitting around eating some tacos, ah, eating a torta, actually, which was delicious. <laughs> a little chorizo torta, and my 22-year-old cousin, I, I said, man, this torta is yeet. And he said, Stop what? <laughs> he's like, he's like, what are you? I was like, I said, yeah, this is a yeet torta, man. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, that's not how you use the word yeet. So apparently we what wasted. What he know more? We're he's, like, we've got 16, I've got 16 plus years on him, John. I'm pretty sure I know more about the than hip a 22-year-old. <laughs> that guy, he laughed. He just busted out laughing. He thought it was so funny, he tried to film me using the lingo like that. He's like, just say it again. Just say it again. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. So we spent, we wasted y'all's life during the last episode for, we, what, five minutes? Do we do that every every two weeks? Yeah, but we laugh. That's so it's true. not a waste. <laughs> we, we were totally Laughter serious is the best medicine. last time. We thought, it, we thought we were using it right. Yeah, so, so we looked it up and we said, well, what is it? And it said an expression of excitement. And so we were like, we're yeet for this next review. To which... Again, my cousin laughs and thinks that is not the correct way. So apparently, he says, and his name is Seth. So if you're if he, if he's wrong, you should post it in the guild. But he says that you use it like I just hit a three point shot and I go yeet, or I eat a bite of food that's delicious and I'm like yeet. So you're pretty close. Like then. yeah, boy. You're you know, pretty close. Or maybe. Right? I mean, not whenever. Not if you go. <laughs> we were like, let's. We're about to get on this yeet review. That's not. <laughs> That's not accurate. So, it's but like, yeah, this food is mmm like that, right? It's something. Someone's Has anyone <laughs> ever said that before? That's what I'm saying. Like that's like it, it is, it's an expression. Like you know, of we say like you just said flame. Like man, this is flame. Yeah. Like it's kind of like it's a little bit more flame. It's probably a little bit different, but maybe not. It's kind of so. Anyways, we just wanted to to make sure that everyone was aware of the proper use of yeet, <laughs> so that we didn't lead you astray when you go to say yeet when you're playing board games. So if you did that and you misdid it, <laughs> misdid it is that a word? You you can be in the John Club. Hey, because all I'm going to say is I am it. already yeet for this episode. <laughs> Speaking of yeet, improper. I'm yeet that's for a, improper. I'm yeet for a poll. Let's hear about your poll. That's, that's improper as well. But, all right, so what I just said? You said you're yeet for a poll. You don't say it like that. You would be like, man, that poll's pretty good. Yeet. Oh, I'm ready for, I'm ready for a poll. I'm ready to talk about board games, if that's what the poll is about. Um, yeah, it is. I, yes, usually. So let's my, take a look at this flame poll. Check it out. Yeah, hey, okay. This poll is flame, baby. All right, so 
This actually came to my thoughts as we've been talking about, we always talk about our games worth it. Like, is it worth the price? And with like Tapestry coming out and it being more expensive and um, just some other games like that we have been playing, like oh, we're going to be reviewing Nanny Narking and that's a little bit more expensive of a game. And so I just, I'm just wondering, are games, I mean, let me ask you this before we go to the poll, Dean. Do you think games are fun? definitely going up in, in price? Do you uh, think people are producing them more? And I mean, I know they yeah. are. Do you think that, have you seen it? more recently head in that direction or you think it's just slowly creeping um i don't think it's slowly creeping i don't i don't think i mean like an example is stegmeyer um stonemeyer games they bumped up the price of of scythe not because of you know a a higher production value although the minis from the current version based on or compared to the first version are better but it's not like this huge hike in production. It's just that the production costs have gone up. Gone and up. so he raised his prices, which I don't see any fault in that. But I think no. for sure, for sure, prices are raising. And quality of games are, are improving, too, from what I they can are. tell. They are. So, so I decided to base uh, this poll on that thought. And so I asked... Do you have a soft limit? I put soft limit because I, I don't want. I'm not saying that there's a hard limit that you say I won't pay more than blah. But is there a soft limit on what you'll spend on a base game? So like just something in your head was my thought of. I generally don't spend more. Now there may be an exception. That's why I put soft limit on that game that you just can't wait. And so I said, do you have a soft limit um, to what you'll spend on a base game? The answers would be the responses would be yes, fifty bucks. 75 bucks was another. Yep. Yep. 100 bucks. Or nope, not necessarily. 50, 75, 100. Or not necessarily. Or not necessarily. I think I'm going to say not necessarily was the correct answer. There's no correct answer. <laughs> this is what people want to do, okay? Right. Whatever the people have spoken. Have to you, be you true. voted on this one? No. Oh, I did see. I this. assume that you picked the one that you voted on. No, to I did right I, I remember seeing this answer. one early on, but I don't remember what the what the numbers were. I try to avoid these polls just so that I can be prepared. It's more fun that way. It is, I think. So I think, I think and more you're people voted it. for. Well, last week I was awful at it. Usually I'm I'm spot on. Mm. We can go back to the tapes. <laughs> don't go back and listen to the episodes. I'm going to say D is is the most voted for. Or is... okay, yep, I'm sticking with it. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I was tr- followed by ABC. 50, 75, 100. You are right for the first time. Absolutely everything. right. 100% right. Yes. Not for the first time. 100 you right. <laughs> He's getting mad. All over my computer. Uh, no, I feel like I'm, I'm have often you nailed, right. Have you nailed all of them, though? It's I just been a while, that. I think. Last week, I was... I was over like a hundred, and there yeah, were only four. You could have options. guessed was, seventeen times, and you would have missed it. I was way off, but but I feel like normally I'm uh I'm I'm spot on. So how do you feel percentage wise? You think that nope necessarily not necessarily ran away with it, or do you think that it was pretty close between that and A, which would have been fifty dollars? I feel like that and A were pretty close. So actually, nope necessarily not necessarily had forty four percent. Whoa! Almost half the people that voted wow. in this poll said they don't necessarily have a soft limit on a base game. And then it goes down to 24% for 50, 20% for 75, and $100 was 12%. So, for, okay. so that's, I mean, I thought that that was interesting. I mean, for me, um, yeah, I, uh, I have somewhere around a $50 for a, a soft um, limit. Like, I mean, not on a base game, like I generally don't spend more than, I mean, maybe $60, but 
Okay, having not played a game, what are and this goes back to a poll we did in the past, but what are those factors that having not played a game, what would change your mind about that soft limit? I'm guessing like if if like a, a Stefan Feld or Alexander Pfister came out with a game that was pretty highly produced that It would have to be one of my very favorite designers that was highly produced probably because mm-hmm. you're you're not a, as much of a component guy i'm as not what i am i'm not like i'm fine with little pieces of card as you'll find out when we talk about irish gauge later <laughs> yeah. oh, oh oh that's it <laughs> are you playing your cards already that's no i'm just kidding um but I, I but for me i'm i'm more of like a super shallow guy like if yeah. i see nice components i i want them i like art as you'll see I, it doesn't Manny have Narkin to be as, as as but it doesn't have to be like yeah, like miniatures and stuff, like they're fine. Yeah. But I don't get overly excited about them. Um, I don't. Yeah, it actually. depends on the game for me. I mean, I do, but I also tend to gravitate towards. I know this is moving into a different topic, but I gravitate more towards Amerithrash games. And for me, I want higher components in those type of games. So I guess that's why. They also tend to be more expensive than a lot of yeah. Euros. Um, I'm okay pushing cubes. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's cool. Like, I like the mini- miniatures on Scythe. Like, I. Th- I think they're awesome. I think the tapestry uh, buildings are awesome. Yeah. But again, like, would I play the game with cardboard versions of it for $40? Yeah. Would you? Okay. Okay. I think think I'm in the minority, though. That's a great example. So with Scythe, let's say you've got that version now, which we'll call that the deluxe version. Mm -hmm. No, we won't even say metal coins or anything. Just the base game. Um, you know, the miniatures, the, the regular meeples, which I think right now is somewhere around 80 bucks or something like that. I, I guess. I might be wrong about I don't know that. if it is. I'm thinking it's more like high 60s. They, they bumped the price up, though. So you might be right, high 60s. Would you rather have that version or, say, an, an all-cardboard version of it for 40 bucks? With meeples. With meeples. Uh, that's, that, that one's difficult because I love Scythe. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a that's a top game, a top 10 game for me. So I will say in some of those scenarios, I might would rather have those more deluxe version if it was 80 but i don't know it's tough isn't it it is tough for me yeah yeah now if, if it's not if it's a game that's like maybe a seven or eight for me i'm fine with the cardboard version let's rock and roll yeah you know but if it's something that i might be kind of collectorish, i'm not dean is definitely i want to i want to hear people yeah I'm you're sorry. more of a collector sure yeah you're, you're definitely more of i, I really want this game because i love it and that's I want right. the best version of it because i really love it and i'm i'm less that i'm more of let's just play the game yeah yeah absolutely i would totally agree with that i would be interested to hear maybe that's maybe that's the poll for next time or maybe something we throw okay, up we on could... the guild is like situational things like scythe or zombicide or something like like playing zombicide with you haven't played it but a game like zombicide with um meeples instead blood rage like blood rage with meeples instead of miniatures Ugh, that for, would be hard for half the cost that's it, i will say that that one but you know whenever i say ah when i say i don't i never mind no he's i don't not care about i, I don't not care him. about the components <laughs> no it's just if a game is highly thematic it's harder to give it up yes that's what it is and that's and why like it's tapestry for me. for me is not highly thematic that's why i'm like eh, i don't care now you you may disagree with me but it's not as highly thematic as if I'm playing Blood Rage and I want to have a one of those fire giants. Like if that's just like a little meeple, yeah, it's not near as. Oh, but I mostly am okay with not super thematic games. Yep, I and, and I don't say I think tapestry's that's... not thematic. It's just not to me highly thematic. Right, and I think that's why 
I tend to like more highly produced games because I tend to be more of the That's theme makes guy. Sense. But yeah. with Tapestry, you know, I think I mentioned this in the review. I give Tapestry a 10, but at the same time, those buildings can kind of get in the way. Um, this is a side note, but somebody's, somebody's come up with uh, 3D printed bases for those so that they fit perfectly on the board. So I might have to that's print cool. some of those out. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, correct? Uh, that's that's moving know. into a, a, a new poll, I think. But All right, so you nailed this last poll, so hey, there you go. All right, Meeple Town, there's something that y'all could help us with, potentially, I guess. I noticed that um, there are some board game geek lists that have to do with podcasts and ranking podcasts and they're ranked based on how many people are fans of them on bgg and i'm gonna be real when it looks when it's based on fans on bgg we're kind of a poopy <laughs> aren't we dean a little bit maybe. we've been getting really we have the most good amazing down- fans i was gonna say we have amazing fans and we're getting like a lot of downloads we're very happy but for some reason no one wants to click the little fan button i think it's because when there's not very many it's hard for you to go ahead and click that it's funner to join an avalanche <laughs> and you might not think about it. it i don't know if i'm a fan of maple town dang it man. <laughs> oh my god i'm just being honest i, I uh, you can't look at that can you to see who's I don't. A fan? Yeah, I don't, probably. Oh man, I, I'm just kidding. I am a fan. I hope so. I'm a I would, big fan I would, of I would hope that you are. <laughs> but if you could go and like search podcast Meeple Town, and then where it says become a fan, there's there's a there's a heart. There's a beautiful heart, and it says that I'm a fan. I can actually see if you're a fan. Meeple Town. No, 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 no. Stop. No, no, no. You are a fan. <laughs> oh, okay. You good. did it. You did it. Uh, yeah. So like. Um, if, I'm if you could the click... first fan since I'm the one who started it, I think. But um, I don't know. Who knows. <laughs> It says, became a fan on the same day. No, I became a fan at 7.53 a.m. on November 26th. You became a fan at 8.39 a.m. on November 26th. We must have (laughs) talked about it or something. Anyway, uh, anyways, if you could go in there and click on that, because that could actually help more people find out about uh, Meeple Town. So I just wanted to throw that out there for y'alls. All right, let's get into what we've been playing lately. How about that? Show enough. I'll start it off. You okay? All right, so I got to play a game that this was a review copy that we got sent to us from uh, from Lucky Duck Games. This is Jetpack Joyride, and this is by designer Michael Golobiowski. Uh, pr- forgive me if I, if I mispronounce that, but uh, I didn't know who this designer was, but it is the designer of the new... Um, Oh, goodness, I just forgot what the name of that oh game was. Oh, my gosh. And I closed it. It's not the Joan of Arc one, but it's the follow-up to that, I think. Uh, the show's going down the toilet. Time of, Time of Legends Destinies, which is one that looks Saved really it. cool. But anyway, uh, in, in Jetpack Joyride, I've never played the video game of this, so I don't have anything to compare it to. I've only played the, vi- the app of this. Really? It's not a video game. It's an app, Dean. Get hip. You, you know that that's also a video game, right? Is it? Yeah, it's a video game. It's on your phone. Played in video format. No, they call it apps now. Okay, I thought you knew what was going on. <laughs> Yeet, dude, you don't know. You don't. They don't go. Hey man, I got this dope video game. Like, yeah, maybe if you're playing Xbox or something. All right. While you're talking about your game, I'm looking this up because it, it's. Are you dope. done? No, I'm not done yet. You're so interrupting you need... me to correct me about my video game game lingo. Okay. All right. So this this video game this oh boy this is a a board game version of an app game. Where I guess in the game you are on a you're the I don't know his character's name does he have a name Jetpack Johnny we'll call him that he's riding around this jetpack I no avoiding idea, but I'll things. I'll look it up while you're doing that. <laughs> but in the board game he is represented as these polyomino um, pieces that you're going to be putting onto 
your board and you each have these four cards and you spread them out to make this like long Barry Barry Jetpack his name is it's not Barry Jetpack <laughs> it says join Barry a struggling uh, gramophone salesman well I can relate to Barry because I'm a struggling podcaster right now trying to get through this description and of the I game. keep interrupting you so Barry he is flying across your board. It's basically like a 2D side scroller is what yeah. it looks like. And you're laying these polyomino pieces down to represent the path that he's taking to get to the end. And you have these bonus cards that will allow you to get points for, let's say, you know, crossing well, crossing over coins, you get points anyway. But um, let's say you get really close to one of the scientists, you kind of do a, a flyover of one of the scientists, you might get some points. Or if you touch the top of the screen and then back down multiple times, you might get points for that. Lots of different ways that, that you can get different points based on what cards come up. And it's a speed game. So you and I, let's say we're playing together, you'd be playing, I'd be playing. Whoever gets through first says stop, and then you then you finish, and then you add up the points really? after that. And I tell you what, the first time I played this, I don't think I was, I know that I wasn't through the second tile one of the guys finished and i was like whoa this game is a lot faster than i thought and then then the how second, fast was that approximately i don't know but it was really like five minutes no 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 no, less than that it's just oh. a couple this is a quick game it, it plays in 20 minutes but that 20 minutes is playing through three rounds of getting through that and that includes adding up your score so i think uh yeah maybe two to three minutes or something like that i mean he blasted us on that and then after that we were like okay we have to lay these a lot faster than what we were and we blew through it this is a pretty fun game i enjoy it for a quick 20 minute game that's high intensity now if you don't like speed games which i don't i don't like speed games but i thought this was fun but if you don't like really high pressure situations you probably will not like this game because it's intense i'm okay i'm okay with it actually i don't have i don't even know if i own a Hardly any speed games in my collection, because I'm not I'm no. not super ex- but I'm not super excited about speed games. But I'm okay, I'm okay with them. I'm Most okay of our speed them. games are either like like real time like Escape Curse of the Temple or something like gotcha. that, or card games. This is very different than any of those. Yeah, I'd be interested in trying this one out actually, because I wouldn't mind having maybe a speed game I could play with my kids. I guess um, I do have a couple now that I think about it, but. Yeah, I'll say this. My wife, I don't think, would be into a speed game very much. I don't know. My wife really enjoys speed games. I don't know if she'll like this one, but I bet you anything she would destroy me at this game because I'm I'm bad at speed games, all speed games. I'm not I'm, I'm not a, as young as I used to be when I was using correct lingo. I know. You, you're... <laughs> nope. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's worth a... a, a checking out we'll do a video of this at some point one of us or both of us will do a video of this and so look for that here in the next couple weeks i'd say so let's go from the high flying fast shooting game of joyride pew, pew. they don't shoot in jetpack joyride okay well to the foothills of foothills <laughs> is it the foot the foothills of foothills yes the foothills of foothills the you Foothills can, Mountains? You can quote me on that, Dean. <laughs> a Snowdonia experience. That just seems peaceful, me talking, saying it like that. Was it? So I got a chance to pick up. I picked up immediately. Um, I actually pre-ordered um, Foothills by Tony Boydell. It is a Snowdonia, as I said, experience. It is a two-player version-ish of Snowdonia. So in this game, um, if you like Snowdonia, which we talked about, what, two ep- no. Two episodes ago or last episode? Wow, Dean. Uh, oh, this, my goodness. Wow. It yeah, was I, last episode. I don't have it pulled up now. Wow, so, so we've back-to-back Tony Boydelled it. 
Sweet. Yeah. All right. Is that a so, verb? Yeah, yep, it is. So uh, I Trademark. Tr- yes. So <laughs> you, if you listened to last episode, you know that I very much enjoyed Snedonia. So I really was super excited about uh, Foothills coming out because for some reason I'm a sucker for two-player only games. Though to be honest, a lot of them aren't super highly rated for me. How about you, Dean? Like I've got some on my top 50, but not a crazy amount. But I'm a sucker for, oh, there's a two-player version. Let me give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, for me too. Seven Wonders Duel, I think, is the one I have highest rated. Yeah. I don't remember if that was in my top 50, was it? Targi was my highest. I think it was. But... It was one of those ones where you decided to couple a couple together, I think. Oh, you know, so Seven Wonders, Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah. That's right. One of those cheating things that you do. <laughs> um, so in this game, all right, so if you we talked about Sidonia last time, but you are you're building railroads, you are removing rubble, you're building stations on the cards. Um, but the big one of the big differences in this game is instead of being a worker placement game where I'm simply just going to a worker placement spot and taking that action, it's actually card-based actions, which is a really cool mechanic because you're using the action, and when after you use one of your, I believe, five actions, uh, after you use one of your five actions that you can choose from, you have to flip it over to the other side, which then has another action, yet it's a lesser action. So it leads to a lot of really interesting decisions over the course of the game because you're flipping your cards over and you've got to figure out, okay, I guess I'm going to take this action that I'm not super excited about, but I really want to do that more powerful action on the other side of it. So I've got to set up because there are times when you could play this game and like hose yourself. Be like, I really can't do anything good at all right now because I didn't plan enough ahead. So there's there's a lot. Was of, that frustrating? Um, no. Okay. I just wanted. To, I just was just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Wait, are you talking to me? To me. Oh, <laughs> you haven't played this I game. I was like, wow, that's hard. But I it, thought you were calling me an idiot for asking a question. No, 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 no. no like I was, I was, I was like, told myself, why did you do that, dummy? You know, sometimes I beat myself up whenever I'm playing games. But another really interesting piece of this is with those cards, you're not only flipping them over and have to do the actions, but one of the main ways to score points at the end of the game is by taking one of those cards from your action selection slots and putting them into a, a score pile for the end of the game, to which then you get a new card to slide in there. And oftentimes, your new cards that you're putting into the action slots are not as good as the ones you already had. So you're kind of making these decisions like, oh, I'd like to put this into my scoring pile, but if I do, I might get an action that I really don't want on one of the sides. So should I wait and do it later? Should I do it now? But my opponent's got three already in their scoring pile, so I better do something. And this game is awesome. You know, two-player version of the game, Targi is my favorite, and this is right there with it, maybe better. Really? Yeah. Okay. So boom! Uh, I really My wanted. Drop. To, I love this game. I really wanted to play this one, but you won't teach me. You won't play it with me. I, I played it with our buddy Jonathan, and that's because you were late to the game night. That's because you were doing something that wasn't important. <laughs> selling a house. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's I, more important, playing board games or selling homes? Get I'll your priorities you straight. I tell you, what's a lot more fun. But yeah, I I just really want to check this one out. I, I mean, as you know, I love Snowdonia like you do. So um, two player. Two player versions of whole games are some are things that don't always excite me a ton, but I tend to like some of them. So it's it's hard because a lot of times it makes you just want to play the regular game. Right, right. And and I'll have to admit, like I still like Snedonia better than this. But the the good thing about Foothills is that this is a thirty to forty five minute game. Snedonia is, but I will say this: when Jonathan and I played it the other night, 
it was probably closer to an hour teach to finish game. Oh, okay. But it was a re- it was the longest game I've ever played of that. I like, was gonna say it we weren't like drawing the action tiles out like like I mean the action cubes out like uh, in previous games um, at all. It was like. I don't think it could go slower than what we, what we did the other night. Of course, then you came in the room and started distracting us with your nonsense. I was setting up a game. Yeah. And watching the Lions get beat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I... I okay, I, I believe you now that, that it would take less time. Because in my mind, I'm like, Snowdonia is not a long game. So if you'd rather play that, why would you play Foothills? I would but... say that Snowdonia is, what, an hour to an hour and a half if you were playing two players. And this would be more like... Probably more like 40, 45 minutes. Okay, that, so, that sells me on it. That oh, makes me want to try I mean, it, but. yeah, but it's not... It's definitely not uh, a million times shorter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't... 30 minutes... I have completed the game in 30 minutes. We were drawing out the action thing, so it can happen. But it more often than not, it is much more closer to 45. So anyway, yeah. if you like Snedonia and you're into two-player games... Man, this is one you got to check out. And I think that I saw that Tony put on one of the things on a um a blog or not a it's not a blog uh, the video game is it's that... not a video game it's just a in in the comments um what am i i don't on even know what i'm talking about list, yeah right? whatever yeah that i think he's gonna come out with some expansions for this i hope i didn't just say that and it's incorrect but if he does i'm all in on them yeah, this he, is one of my if not favorite two-player game he does Boom. blog so it could have been on that it could have been on one of his one of his blogs but. i think it might have been under like the ratings of it or something oh okay like i think he had rated it maybe and, and had said i'm actually i'm here i was trying to i was trying to stall meeple town sometimes we try to stall for a minute so we can actually look up something but yeah, apparently <laughs> it's sometimes it works great and sometimes it's a complete disaster <laughs> this time it's a complete disaster <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Seriously, just keep talking say. about how, how we're delaying. The I think episode. we should just go ahead and end this segment. What do you <laughs> think, Dean? Are. Move along? Let's get on to look at Hey, the... I found it! <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Right. He did. He posted. Um, uh, I and quit. You should see what we've got planned for the expansion with an S in apostrophes. So, I was boom! Gonna... Dean's already left the building. I'm so excited. He's put in his resignation. He's gone. This is John McPeter's show now. You hear his feet leaving? <laughs> All right, let's hey, get welcome it. to Meeple Town, the John McPeters show. The John McPeters, we're, we're rebranding it, the John McPeters experience. <laughs> let's get on to the overview and review of Nanty Narkin. Nanny Narking is published in 2019 by Phalanx Games, and the designer is Martin Wallace. The artist is Bartek Jedrzejewski. And this game plays in about 60 minutes for two to four players, ages 14 and up. And the game is actually a re-implementation of Discworld Ankh-Morpork, which was a game that was published back in 2011. Nanny Narking is a hand management area control type of game, and the gameplay is pretty simple. You're going to start off with five cards in your hand, and you each have your own personality card, which will tell you what your objective is to win the game. And so there's the deduction part where you're trying to figure out what the other players' objectives are because those are kept hidden. But they might be, if you're Sherlock Holmes, you're trying to get to the end of the game where all the cards have been used in the game, and then there's no more cards to draw back up into your hand that would mean that you win the game it might be that you are trying to control a certain amount of areas that are specified on your card for the amount of players that you have it could be that you're trying to have a certain amount of presence out on the board in general it could be that you're trying to build up your wealth and whenever your condition is met at the end at the beginning of your turn 
If you've met that condition, you will just go ahead and show everyone your objective and show that you won the game. The exception to that rule is Sherlock Holmes because you won't show your win condition until the very end of the game. Now, if you've gotten through the cards and there's no Sherlock Holmes, then you can still win by having the most amount of points based on your wealth and agents that you have out on the board. So on in Nanny Narking, all you're going to do is play a card from your hand and then you're going to draw back up. Now, the card play is really how you, it's, it's going to drive everything that you do in the game. You can play a card that will allow you to put an agent on the board. It might allow you to get a certain amount of coins. It might allow you to take out other players. And if you're going to add an agent to the board, it would add a conflict token onto the board. And if there's a conflict in that area, then you can, if you have the right card, assassinate another player from that area. Anytime a player is removed and an agent is removed from an area, then the conflict token goes away. So there's some, some kind of uh, little tension that goes on with whether or not there's conflict going on in those specific areas. There's also, uh, you can build buildings in specific areas if there's no conflict. And when you do that, you're going to get a special bonus that happens every round. There might be a card that has text on it that will tell you what to do. And that can be a lot of different things. There's also uh, these random event cards that you can play if, if your card says to play that random event. You just flip the card over and say what, do what the card tells you to do. And that really is is it. Now there's a lot more to what the different cards are and kind of the, the, the way that the game plays out. We'll talk about that more as we're kind of getting to our final thoughts. But this gives you a general idea of how the game of Nanny Narking plays out. Let's get back to the table and th see what we think. All right, Meeple Town. So a while back, there was a game called Discworld Ankh-Morpork, which was... Wow. Your face. It does it have to do with pigs? I don't... No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But it, it's that not shows spelled how, that way. Yeah, I know. It's, I, that was a joke, Meeple Town. That was a good one. Some people get really serious, apparently. Remember that video review and someone had to you know correct some stuff? That I said. Oh, I got you. Some people take it a little too serious. <laughs> sometimes that's we, a joke, Meeple Town. Sometimes we mispronounce things. Probably like when we say Phalanx Games, which is the the publisher of this game. But anyway, so this was a reprint. Nanny Narking was a remake of of Discworld Ankh-Morpork, and Phalanx Game came out with this production that was crazy high produced. Yeah. crazy oh, yeah. high. Speaking of what you're willing That's to true. spend on a game. We'll get to that the, yeah. at the end. But anyway, this is a Martin Wallace game. So we were interested in this. They sent us a review copy of it. And that's why we are here today talking about Nanty Narking, which means good times. Nanty Narking! <laughs> I, just, I just feel like I have to do that a couple times. Hey, if you want to see John do that live on the video camera, not live, just I, on a video camera. That's true. You can watch him do that very thing on our video. On review. a video camera. How old are you, Dean? <laughs> We've got some talkies uh, posted on the YouTube. On, on a video camera. <laughs> All right, Nanny Narking. On eight millimeter film. <laughs> Let's Actually, talk about. I'm, I've got to move on because my feelings are hurt. I've got to move on to the art, art and components. components. What do you think about the art and components? Okay. Well, I think that. Hmm. Okay. The art on mm. the cards are phenomenal. I love the art on the cards of this game. I'm looking at the box, and I like the backdrop. I don't love the lady on the front. She's okay. It's not super exciting. It's definitely a very dark game, the art is. Not like, I don't like, 
evil dark, but just like it's really like got a lot of grays and blacks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, except for on the board, kind of but what the you rest of it. what you would expect from this like Victorian period. Yeah, yeah. So I and, and and because of that, I mean, it's it's I love the art on the cards. Everything else, it's okay. Um, I don't want to steal the thunder. Actually, I'll go ahead and mention the board, and then I'll toss it to you because there's the minis. I'll let I, you talk about the minis. I'm with you on the box, by the way. Okay. It's it's weird. It's I don't okay. know. She's not necessary on there. Like, not she's she's fine, but it's just it's not like when I first heard of this game, I was like, oh, she must be nanti narking. That's really what I thought. So yeah, no clue what nanti narking meant. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, I mean, it means good times. Good times. Hey, all right. That's a moment. Art on the hey, board. Hey, yet again, you learned something new on Meeple Town. There Potentially, we go. except for all the people that are like, uh, you guys are idiots. I've been knowing what that was. The art on the board, <laughs> it's a, it's, it, because it is a map, it is super busy, and I don't really like it that much. I don't know if you can do, Dean and I have talked about how you could make it different, but golly, that thing is busy. It has got, it's like, you're trying to read the numbers, the cost of things and stuff, and it's just got so much going on on there. It's one of the sides of the boards is kind of difficult to tell the lines between the districts. Um, the other side, it's a, a much better. It's not awful, but I, it's, it's a lot to look at. Yeah, it, it is. I, I will not play on that colored side of the board, I don't think, where the districts are colored. Yeah, I don't think I would either. But I, I, I mean, overall, though, and I it, don't. It's it just doesn't not, add anything either. Like, it's not like the colors are necessary. Yeah. Because, it's not aesthetically pleasing on either side to me, honestly. Yeah, it's not, but I I mean it's it is what it is when you have a map on a board. Yeah. I think that's that's kind of standard. I can't think of many games other than like a ticket to ride where it's not just yeah. like over the top like too yeah, much. Yeah, that's going that's on. what I would, I wonder if they could have cut down on some of the detail or something and made it a little bit less busy, but Yeah, I don't know. But what maybe it wouldn't be as good. I don't know. I I, you know, I didn't hate it. It just was a lot going on. What do you think about, like, the minis and stuff, Mr. Component? Amazing. The, the minis are what drew me because I am shallow. Dean was <laughs> but, like, I want this game. Does it have minis? Yes, I want it. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter that it's not an Amerithrash game. Here's a 10. Here's a 10. Here's a 10. There we That's go. That's what you're going to give this game. I know it. Throw them out there. Uh, I will not. But I, I love the components of this game. I think... Now, we did get the, the metal coins, which adds to it. You know, the card holders, which I never care about card holders. In this game, I, They're nice. I loved having yeah. those card holders. I thought they were fantastic. I don't know if that's standard in the base game. I don't know if that's the case. I wish they would, I mean, there's no way you could have gotten it in the box, but I would have even liked them to be longer if, if they could have folded out or something, because like, it would, I would always end up with, not always, but a lot of times end up with more cards than would fit on there, and I was trying to move them across right. together, but I mean, honestly, that's, I'm not complaining, because I don't really know what you would do, Yeah. but, so I'd have some cards in my hand a lot of time with some up on the thing, but that's fine. And if we, they were cool. if we wouldn't have had it, we wouldn't have thought anything about it, but then having it, you're like, oh, it's nice to be able to... Because it's cards and miniatures, so you're moving stuff and, and spending money and all that, so it's nice to not have to hold your cards all the time. But Nancy narking And the, the quality of the minis is good, too. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the minis are all different. All the agents are different miniatures. All the buildings are different miniatures per player. Yep. And I don't think that's necessary unless you add in the variant where that comes into play, where the agents, a specific agent does a specific thing, or, or one of the buildings. So that comes into play then, but just when you're playing the base game, it doesn't matter. You just need pieces to represent agents and pieces to represent buildings. But they went over the top because it looks just amazing. It's beautiful. Now, I will say one of the Grenadier miniatures 
I did have uh, the the guy was just completely missing. It was just the horse. It's not even the headless horseman. It's the whole it's body. The horsemanless horse. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly you, right. You nailed it. As you would say. The horsemanless horse. That's it. Of the game. Naturally. Now, I'm sure if I reach out to the company, uh, uh, Phalanx, I'm, I'm sure they would say, yeah, we'll replace that. I just haven't done it because I haven't felt really the need. One, because they don't come out on the board that often. And I don't really, I, I don't think I'm going to paint these because and there's so many. you were given a review copy, so beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I guess so, but just just so you know, I would imagine that like most companies, they they would replace it no problem if that happened. Yeah. But anyway, I don't have any complaints about the art and components. I love it. I say let's go to gameplay. All right, baby. I'm hype hype on this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's how you, you do it right it. there. You got it right. All, All right. right, gameplay. What do you think, John? What do you think about the gameplay? Okay, so this is a heavily card based. I mean, it is pretty much a card based action game. It is. I mean, there are some actions that you can have whenever you place a building into one of the districts. But basically, you're going to get five cards in your hand, and you're going to play one of those cards, which there are some that allow you to trigger combos where you can do, you know, play another card. Um, but you may just be taking a card from your five in your hand, playing a card, and then drawing a card. And it'll do things like you may put a building out, you may be able to put an agent out on the board. Now, this is ultra area control. That's what this is. And so um, one of the things that I don't like about it, and this is probably one of my biggest beefs. I don't mean to start off negative because um, I want to talk about some positives about it as well. But since I started talking about the card play, eh, maybe I should start with something else, is that there, this game is pretty random. Like you can get a hand of five amazing cards that go really well together or are really great for the beginning of the game. Or you can end up with cards that just don't do you a whole lot right now. Maybe you desperately want to do build a, a building because whenever you build a building in one of the districts, you get a card, which then may give you an extra bonus. Like maybe you'll get two pounds at the end of every round. Or maybe you can place another agent out in areas adjacent to um, that particular district if you pay three pounds or something like that. But if you don't get a card that lets you put a building out, for like two or three rounds, then you're just hosed. I mean, right? You just can't do anything. You're just like, I just really want to do that, but I can't do it because I can't get a card. That's right. Now, there may be some cards in your hand to mitigate that a little bit. Like there's a draw four cards uh, card where you just play the card and you get to draw four cards, so you get more. There's not tons of those, but there are some of those in, in your hand. Um, so if you are not, if you are really against luck, you're probably not going to like this game. What do you think? Do you disagree with that? Okay, it's not that I... I, I agree. I agree that it is luck-based. But here's, here's the thing. That's kind of the point of the game is hand management. It's doing the best with what you have. So, yes, I agree with you that it is, it is luck-based. I would, I would argue, though, that it's more luck-based on the... Like, with the random events. Those are... <laughs> those can really mess you up yeah. and but, and you have no clue what those events are going to be. But as far as the cards that you have in your hand, you just have to make do and you're not always going to be able to do what you want to be able to do. But you, you, okay, let's say you really want to build a building. You can't do that. So what can I do with the cards that yeah. I have in my hand? Can I take out somebody else's agents? Can I, um, can I put out more of my agents? Can I have a random event happen to, to potentially mess somebody up? So like, Yes, this game is is luck based, but that's kind of the point is just being able to do what you can. That's it's it's for sure. It's more hand management than it is 
I don't maybe not more than it is area control. They're they're both like hand in hand. Yeah. But like just being able to do things something with the cards that you're dealt. Yeah. I mean that's true. I, I don't disagree with that. It's just um and, and this doesn't happen every game, but there are definitely I mean, if your opponents just we've we've had games where someone started off on a roll and when they and they started spreading out on the board pretty quick because you're just like boom, move an agent, but I get to flip another card and then I do that and I move it out and I do that and um, it can be hard to come back from sometimes, and it, it can be swingy too, which maybe is not bad. Like there were times where I we played and I thought, "Wow, so and so's doing great," and then they got garbage cards for the next two or three rounds, and it kind of slowed. Or may, garbage is not the right word, but not as good of cards, and it slowed them down a little bit. Yeah, and I think the other thing that helps mitigate that is one. Okay, we have played this two-player. It is not a two-player game at yeah. all because I, I think it it's way lucky way swingy like there's not much you can control if you get it's Sherlock not a Holmes, terrible two-player game no it's not but, but i wouldn't not i, wouldn't I wouldn't get this it. for two players yeah. at all it says two players on the box right yeah yeah and you can i just think that there's too many things that you would yeah a lot of area control games are like that i feel but in this game in particular if you're playing in a four-player game and you don't have great cards the other players are also going to help balance that out because the other part of this is that this game is very, very take that. That's one oh, thing. Sure. If you don't like take that games, don't play this game because yeah. you're going to be constantly removing players' tokens from the board. You're going to be taking money from them. You're going to be putting cards on them that will uh, force them to have a higher hand limit if they can't pay you money. Like It's very take that. And so if you're playing a, a higher player count, then I think some of that balances out because you're not if everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing which sometimes you don't if you're not paying attention like well me. <laughs> finish your thought then but i'm gonna go jump to a quick thought. if everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing to stop the other person or to to kind of benefit them all of that i think bounces out i think yeah. like somebody can run away with it but if they do in a four-player game it's because the other players weren't doing what they were supposed to yes and so what dean mentioned a second ago is one other like negative to it i would say and i i feel like i'm being negative i don't i want to share some negative narking. no i want to <laughs> yeah um is that we we played a game a three-player game of this and dean just got done signing contracts for his home <laughs> this game is at what 10 o'clock it started maybe or yeah it was pretty late at 10 o'clock at night it started um he's just not mentally in the game and i'm playing with jonathan and dean and i win the game like what in 30 minutes or 40 minutes like really quick yeah um because dean just didn't now jonathan could have done something about it too i guess he was. He, did, he said he didn't have the card. He didn't have the card. But I did have. But the he cards. was. He was trying yeah. to hint. So he knew what was happening. Yeah. He was trying to hint at Dean. Hey, John could have. And I'll talk about the positive here in a second about this. John could have his win condition at the end of this, but Dean wasn't really paying too much of attention to it. He was looking at his cards and. And I had I had locked in what you were, and I was wrong. He had deduced incorrectly. Yeah. Um. And so I won the game, and it was over really quick. And so I say that in a negative light, like if players don't know what they're doing then it can be it can be difficult like you could get you could not get the hand the hand the cards that you really want and then you have a couple other guys or gals that don't really know what they're doing and then someone else just runs away with the game that can't happen yeah. now positively what i like about the game probably the most positive thing about the game for me is the win conditions so in this game it's not whoever gets to 20 victory points first wins in this game everyone gets a card and they have a specific win condition, which maybe I've got people in 
um, 11 different areas or nine different areas, or I'm controlling seven different areas. It changes based on your player count, right? Mm-hmm. Or I have, I want 66 pounds of money. So there's that like trying to figure out. And that's what happened with Dean was Dean had thought that he knew what I was. It was incorrect. And so it was just kind of like, it can be kind of just like, I just went, I won. And it was just kind of like, Ugh. Does it does it feel like that to you sometimes? Because it's just like well, you that, don't know that game. It did. No one knows for sure. They're like, right, dang it, right? And it, like, if you deduce wrong, that very much can be the case. But but I think like I've played another game that you weren't in this game, but where I had also deduced wrong, and like this guy had been building up a bunch of money, and I was like, okay, for sure this is it. But then comes around, and I don't remember what his end condition was. Uh, I know it was not Sherlock Holmes because we didn't make it to the end. But but the cool thing was was like because I had like in my mind what he was in this situation I was it was like this very exciting ending where we were all like oh I can't believe that's what you were you know like so I think that's fun but but in that particular game that we played I think because it ended so, so quick. quickly yeah I think yeah. that played a lot of uh, a big part in it. and what now this is not a long game anyway it says 60 minutes on the box and I think that's pretty right. It yeah. can go longer than that, but you know, you see a huge stack of cards, but you think, well, you actually get through that stack pretty quickly. Yeah. So that's another positive for me is the game length time. Like a lot of there's some area control games that are forever long. Yeah, but this one's just like, yeah, you know, 45 minutes maybe. Yep, 60 minutes at the most, and boom, you're done with the game and can move on. So I, I like that as well. But the for me, the best part of it is trying to figure out what the other people are doing, trying to hide what you're doing. Uh-huh. Like while you're playing, like, uh, if I want to take a bunch of agents and throw them all over the board real quick, everyone's going to probably assume that I've got this win condition. Right. You know? Um, so I, 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 I like that about the game. Yeah. That you can, there's so many aspects of this game, like the, the hand management, the area control, the deduction, all those things are things that I really like, which, okay, I'm already starting to get into final Yeah, thoughts, I think we so. should. Um, for me, this is my style of game for those reasons. Area control is one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite mechanisms in games. I just really, you know, Blood Rage and Rising Sun and uh, Godfather, like there's lots of games. You, if you've listened to my top 50 and top 100, there's even more. I really, really love these style of games. And I also love tactical games, you know, games where uh, you're, you have to be like kind of quick on your feet, do what you're, you know, what you're dealt with, the, the hand that you're dealt with, just you have to make something out of that. Uh, I really enjoy the the components. I love the art, like yes, the theme, you do. all of that. And you know how much I love deduction too, even though deduction in this game is really important, but it's not the same type of deduction. So yeah, because you can also... You're trying to deduce, but you can also just, if you're aware of all the different win conditions, you can kind of be trying to block for all of them Correct. to a degree. Yeah. Like, okay, uh-huh. well, he's got six spots. If he gets his seventh, then he's going to win. So let's block that. And maybe that's not what he is, but at least we're preventing him. Especially in the higher player counts yeah. because you can have all of that happening. But anyway, because of that, uh, me, I, I, I figured I might like this game and I, I really enjoyed this game. I... This game, for me, I'm comparing it to another Martin Wallace, um, Australia, not because this game plays anything like that, but because it's kind of in that same range of how much I really enjoy it. It is a, this is a Euro-ish game, but it is also very thematic and it has some take that, which I really, I like it. So I give this game an eight and a half. I Good. really, That's really enjoy this right game. There, now, buddy. If this was a really long game, it might be lower for me. But I think because I know I can get my area control fixed with those other things in about an hour, I like it. I like wow. it a lot. I think it's fun. Cool. That's that's 
That is a quite the... See, you're giving them high scores out again, Dean. Yeah. You're like, wait till we get to Irish Gage. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so I was actually really excited to play this game. I want to say that because I really enjoy Martin Wallace games. Um, so I was I came into it with a very positive attitude, ready to roll. Can't wait to play it. It's going to be really fun. One of the games actually that we've gotten recently that I was probably more excited about was this game. Uh, yeah. Maybe the, the most... Ex- yeah, more excited. Foothills I was really excited about. It was probably the most I was excited about. Anywho, um, but as I played the game, as you can probably tell uh, through the discussion that we've had so far, I, I don't really like the randomness of the cards. Um, again, there are some things to mitigate it for sure. It's not totally random or anything like that. Um, but I don't really love that part. I'm I'm trying to think through if I love Area Control or not. I love Blood Rage. I mean, it's one of my very favorite games. I like Area Control, but it's probably not maybe one of my favorite um, types of games. Though, again, if it's a great game, it's a great game. But as I played this, I just kind of felt a little meh with the game. Like, man, I've got this hand. I'm I'm trying to figure out what I can do with it. But yeah, it seemed... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know how to... It just seemed kind of obvious. I didn't think the decisions were overly... Like, I like a tough decision. And I didn't feel like I was faced with a lot of really difficult decisions over the course of the game. I was like, okay, yeah, I need to put an agent out because I got to spread him out. Yeah, I need to stop Dean here. Not that there's aren't decisions to be made. I'd probably disagree with that part. Yeah, because there's a lot of decisions to be made. I mean, not like overwhelming, but as far as like what, like I mean, if you only have cards that put agents out, obviously that's not a huge yeah. decision. But like whether or not to build or when to build or put an agent out yeah. or I don't know whatever else. But I think I don't think they're that simple. No, I don't think it's that. I mean, like we're gonna talk about Irish Gage, and it's a simple. It just. I guess I'm saying the decisions weren't that interesting for me. Like, I was like, okay, mm, yeah. yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. Like, I don't know what it was with what... Maybe I just wasn't enthralled in the game, so I wasn't that excited about placing agents out. Um, the the theme is, eh, for me. Like, I have to admit, like, I, it's... it Does does it feel thematic to you? Um, you gave it a pretty high score. But I, 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 yeah, it, it does. Like, does it, it? I mean, it doesn't... It's not like it feels like... Not like Godfather feels thematic to me, which yeah. I guess that's not a super high thematic game either, but... Um, but it, yeah, it gives me, it gives me the feels, I guess I'll say that. Okay. Um, that's cool. So anyway, with all that being said, uh, I give this a six out of 10. It really, um, with six out of 10 is okay. I believe we'll play if in the mood. Let's, uh, should I check that Dean before I throw that out there? You know, this is one of those things where you just, you know, got to stall for just a moment (laughs) and, uh, I'm, I'm moving it along right now. I should be there in just a second. That's, do you want me to say something of value, or do you just want to keep... Let's just keep saying... Oh, I think I deleted it. <laughs> oh, gosh. It no, is. I, it's an okay game, some fun or challenge at least. We'll play sporadically if in the if right in the, That's what I thought. Okay, so that's how I feel about it. Like, if Dean really wants to play it, I would play it. But honestly, there's a ton of other games I'd rather play over it. Um, I was. This is probably my most disappointing, for me, Martin Wallace games, but I really like his games. So, All right, so here's the question we always like to ask, Dean. Is it worth it? So Nanny Narking, I'm looking on BoardGamePrices.com, and I see there's, um, it's not a ton of places yet. It's on pre-order, and it looks like it's around $70 pre-order. So, I know you gave it, what, an eight and a half? That's correct. That's a pretty high score. Is it worth $70? That's a pretty high price tag. $70 is the markdown price, too. Dars? <laughs> that's how they say it in victorian oh you should have looked at your face maybe so. you said it better than that but dang it sorry 70 dollars is the markdown price now the the retail is a little bit higher than this am i wrong about that 
I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't looked up the retail. I um, always look at what it's pretty much going for. Is that generally how I do it? You can, uh, okay, so I'm looking at, just looking at Board Game Geek Marketplace, you can find a couple copies of the Kickstarter version for 100 bucks. which Kickstarter version I don't think is much different. Um, I'm not sure exactly which, what comes in there. I don't think that's including coins or anything like that. So it's hard for me to say, yes, that's worth it. Mm. You know how I feel about this. Now, for me, it is because I love it. If you know that you're going to love the game and play it a lot, yes, it's worth it. If you've not played the game and you just want to jump into it, Ooh, the components are beautiful and amazing, but the gameplay is pretty light. And so when you it when is. you're playing a game that has that much stuff, usually usually you're thinking not necessarily like a heavy game, but something that's going to give you maybe more. Well, that's I something we talked about, Dean. It was like if I'm going to spend that much money for a game, I feel like not always, but it maybe a longer game, like you said, like it feels more for a 60 minute game. I mean, obviously it's not worth it for me because I didn't like it that much. You know, I mean, I, it's, it's a six. So, I mean, it's not a bad game, but I mean, I honestly, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm not going to spend 60 bucks on a game or 70 bucks on a game. Excuse me. Just like that. It had to be pretty darn good. So for me, it's, it's, it's not because it's just not, you know, and I don't, and I don't care. I mean, the minis are cool, but I'm not like super jacked about them. In comparison, you can buy two copies of Australia for that. Yeah. You can buy you, Blood Rage plus an expansion or two. You could buy Steam. You get, think about all the Martin Wallace games that you could buy. Yeah. For that are like forty bucks or forty five dollars or something. I mean, this is a they they put a lot to a lot into it, and you know, I mean, I'm looking at Board Game Geek right now. It's right now it only has 121 ratings, but it's average rated 8.1. Yep. That's surprising to me. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of people say it's not just me. I've heard people say they didn't like the randomness of this game. I've watched some some stuff, so like. I'm surprised, but uh, anyway, anyway. I, yeah, I think I think it could be worth it uh, if you like the game. Uh, again, I always say that. I tend to say that anyway because, I mean, if it's a game you love, buy it, sure. But if you don't know, that's high. That's high. Yep. There All you right. go. But anyway, that is a eight and a half for me. That is a six from John. Let's get on to our pick six. Right now is time for our pick six segment. Pick, we pick, actually pick we had posted in the guild to see if we can get some ideas for some pick six topics, and we got some really good ones in there, I think. And the one that we're gonna kind of go with today, maybe kind of loosely, is from uh sorry, I lost the name. There we go. Bryant Come Hudson. On, Dean. Bryant Hudson, who uh who is is a great listener and, and yeah. poster in the guild and everything yep. said uh what ip would we like to see uh, a well-regarded regarded designer or publisher take a shot at so we're kind of going to go off of that a little bit we're going to make a little bit of a twist on it than just picking a an ip hey could you answer that question though like what all right on the spot <laughs> look at your face <laughs> could you say like let me let, let's think about this like look i just I'm, hey we're totally going off the off the script right now dude. oh dear oh, okay we're going off the script who is, um, let me think of one of your favorite, Eric Lang, uh, so they can be different, yep, is yep. coming out with a game that says, Dean, I'm going to do any IP for you. Don't stress about this. What's if one of the first ones that comes to the top of your head that you go, I'd love to see Eric Lang do a game like that. I would love Eric Lang to do a game on building up an NFL franchise from the bottom. So the NFL IP? Yep. Yeah. Eric Lang do that? 
I don't know. You just put me on the spot. <laughs> okay. Mike Fitzgerald could do that. Someday I want the Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl, even if it means me doing it in a game. No, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I just, yeah, I probably not we... Eric Lang for that one, I guess. Probably it would be something more you like... You have to be battling with Eric yeah, Lang, Yeah, I think right? that's right. I think it'd probably be something more like a... Uh, what's like a like a Braveheart or, a, you know... Something like that. Something like that. Sorry, I just threw that out there thinking, like, let's I, let's actually sort of answer Bryant's question as, as we go the, the on. The Patriot. There we go. So give me a designer that I like. Uh, Alexander Pfister. Okay, Alexander Pfister. What would I... Hmm. What? Ooh. Look, I'm asking you the question without even thinking about you it. You should have known head. that that's who I was going to pick, too. Libra- yeah, I guess. Um, you know, there's one IP that I just love. I want a Back to the Future game. <laughs> There is a Back to the Future game. I want a good Back to the Future game. Ouch. Ouch. But I don't know. Like, You've Alexander, not played Back to the Future. But, but I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I, I love Back to the Future. And Alexander Pfister and Back to the Future, for some reason, I don't know if that works. Like it, like His games don't make me think that. But if he could make a game, a Back to the Future game that rocked, he could. He could do it. He'd figure out a way to do it. Yeah. I don't. That that would be interesting to come up with like the mechanics of what, or even like what the goal in the game is. Yeah, you can get back to the future, but who gets back, or are you changing the past? I don't know. Like, with would it feel super thematic? I I love Alexander Fister. I don't know. I don't know how you the games are. Oh, okay, that's not true. Great Western Trail, and I've not played that, but is it thematic? It's very thematic. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm I'm thinking of like he has this Euro style. So how would you make? Back to the Future, a Euro-style game where it's usually where victory points. Well, how would you be scoring points? He could figure it out. All if right. he's listening, that's, that's our challenge. That's, those are our picks. Now, here's the thing. That's the pick two of something that's not part of our pick that's six. That's not your part today, of our pick so. six, but I just wanted to, I wanted <laughs> no, to honor good. our guy, our, our Bryant, honor our, um, yes. our Meeple Town resident and, and just throw that out there. So Thanks, Brian. And and other people have come in and we're going to use some of those in the future as well. We want to hear more about what your pick six ideas would be. But let's get down to what we are actually going to do. And that's going to be... Alexander Fister doing Goonies would be really good. Dang it, you're stealing my <laughs> IPs. All right, so, uh, all right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to throw an IP out to John, and he has to come up with a game designed but for that IP. Does it have to be an IP? I'm not there yet. Okay, sorry. It doesn't have to be an IP. <laughs> it can, it can, it, IP is an intellectual property, so it can be... Really, what we're doing is more of a theme. We're going to throw kind okay. of a theme out there, but some of these will be intellectual properties. Yep. The task is to come up with game mechanics. You might throw in a designer. You might throw in a publisher or an artist, something like that. This is for fun. All for fun. Just nonsense. All right. I'm going to start it off. Yep. yep. You ready for this? All right. My first one, no kidding, on my list is Goonies. No way. <laughs> Alexander Fister, <laughs> Goonies. No, I was just thinking of like, like, I think he could do such a good job with that like adventure, and I think you could do that victory point wise. I think you could do that. He does a lot of hand management things. I think you could do some kind of action based, um, uh, uh, card based action selection or something like that with Goonies uh, going out and and trying to get the treasure. I don't know. I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I'd put it in his hand. I reject the Back to the Future. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. I love Back to the Future. More than Goonies. I like Back to the Future. I like for Goonies some better. reason, I feel like maybe it's because he just, the, um, uh, Mayor Cabo that he's coming out with has this like Caribbean pirate like almost look and that's yeah. what my thought is like when you, you know, the pirate ship and Goonies and that adventure. Like, I think he could do it. That's what I do, man. Do what you do and rock that game. Here's, here's what I think could I mean, happen I, right now. He, 
no matter what theme I throw out to John, I might hear Alexander Pfister as the that's design. That's it. That's the, last, that's the last time you hear it. Quite the crush that John has on Alexander nah, Pfister. That's the last time you hear it. <laughs> All right. That is Goonies. All right. So the first one for Dean then. Dean, this is the first one. It's not an IP. This is, uh, it's fitting for today. The Tennessee weather game. The Tennessee weather game. Oh, like predicting the weather? Or it's just it's just called the Tennessee weather game. I'm throwing that at you. Wow. For those who don't know, I'll I'll I will fill this while Dean's thinking for a second. Okay. Those who don't know, in Tennessee, we have crazy weather and we have a million false seasons. Like we think it's gonna be fall six times before it's actually fall. Because it'll all of a sudden get down to 75 and then be 170 the next day. That's a little bit of exaggeration. But that's what happens. And our weather is nuts. So what would you do? Okay. So I need to know, like, okay, I am, this is a game designed some, something around the weather. It's not necessarily predicting the weather. No. It is like accomplishing a task potentially with, with the crazy weather. Yep. All right. So I'm going to pick. Uh, Tony Boydell, and you're going to be building Boydell, up the I'm already hyped about it. I'm already excited, baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was actually going to use the weather mechanic from Snowdonia. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that because that, like, uh, that would be the exact thing that I nope, would do. No, it's okay. Because of the randomness in this. So I would say this is going to be like a completely random game. Like you're drawing cubes out of a bag <laughs> because there's no... Hooting and holler nonsense. <laughs> just a bunch of nonsense is what this game would be like. Like there's no rhyme or reason why it would be raining or that there's a tornado or that it's snowing or that it's a thousand degrees and we get all that you get all that in this game so it has the feeling of flux (laughs) (laughs) there you go and that's it so it's a card game where you're drawing where you're also drawing cubes and it feels like flux there it is does not sound like a great Tennessee weather let's do it dean let's let's design it (laughs) that sounds awful actually okay (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right Okay, I'm going to throw one out to you that is a... I'm going to throw another movie. I've got a list of like five or six on here, and I just thought I'd... Whatever I'm in the mood for, okay? okay? It, this is from a, another movie, so I went with Goonies at first. This is another movie that I know that you quite enjoy, and that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Ooh. is what I'm throwing out at you. You know, man? Oh, okay. You know who i got to call on? i got to call my boy Keith Ferguson. Keith can design a Christmas game. We both enjoyed Santa's workshop, right? I feel like Keith seems to have a really fun personality. And so I guess in this game, man, I mean, all you're trying to do is make it through Christmas. And all kinds of nonsense is happening to you. You've got a lot of effects that you pull, flip over a card and Uncle Eddie pops in. And, uh, you know, and you're having to go buy food for his dog and you're doing all these things. Um, but I think Keith could make it a little Euro-y and give you a little thought to it. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to call my boy Keith. I'm going to ask him to do this for us. So a high, high theme. A high theme game that has Euro-y. some Euro concepts. Okay. You know, to you. where it's like, it's still going to be a... Probably something you might like, actually, <laughs> where right. it's got like a lot of theme, but there is some randomness, and it's okay because it's Christmas vacation. It's nonsense. Yes, Clark W. Griswold. You know who could be a good publisher on this is like Big Big G Creative, who does a lot of yeah. those. Like, uh, yeah, they could. You know, not obscure. This isn't an obscure movie or anything like that, but they do like some some kind of off the wall IPs for games sometimes. So I thought about saying like Prospero Hall, but yeah, I, yeah. but I like Keith. I mean, I, nothing against Prospero Hall. I like Keith's game better than the stuff I've played. So I'm gonna give my Keith, my boy Keith a shout out. All right, so that is Christmas Vacation. There National you go. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Throw right, it at me. So I got I've it. got an I, This is my IP. So I've got two that aren't IPs and one 
that is. Uh, it is a movie that I, Dean loves this movie. I don't like it that much. My wife loves it, and I understand why my wife loves it. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. It. Are you? I'm. I'm. I'm drawing this. Is this out. some Hallmark Christmas movie? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Dean loves the soundtrack to this movie. Dean likes to sing. Greatest Showman, <laughs> the board game. Oh, Okay, that's a really difficult one. My mind immediately goes to Meeple Circus, which okay. is not that game at all. But I don't, I don't want to make this. You, a you know where I thought your game. mind was going to go to, though. I don't know if he would do a good. Like, I, of course, he could do fun. I thought it was going to go to like Carnival of Monsters. <laughs> Get Richard Garfield to make it, but I don't think that, that does not feel. Collecting a bunch yeah. of these, but I mean, he likes weird stuff. So you do have, and I'm not gonna stop helping you. Yeah, no, I would think that it would be more so like kind of a a broader thought process, I guess, where you are probably some more like Euroy uh, mechanics in this game, where you are taking on the role of somebody who is who is running a circus. Okay. So not that you're necessarily PT Barnum, like that everybody is, but that each person is taking on the role of somebody who is competing to have the best circus out there. So like you're, you're trying to gain the most money and you do that by, um, you do that by putting on the best show, kind of like, uh, Coliseum, except a better game than Coliseum, but where you're like, you know, it could be, I'm, I'm trying to draft this, like, uh, person from the carnival or from the from the circus that can do this specific thing or like i have this way cool uh trapeze artist that are way better than yours and like just putting on the best show person that has the best money the most money at the end of the game wins kind of thing i'll be honest with you do not like the movie but that is an intriguing game thanks thanks yeah that sounds i'm, like I'm that. gonna you run with this trademark a carnival game I just trademark yeah it. where you're trying to compete against other i think i like it all right i like it good job i did me. not just trademark um Greatest Showman. I traded Mark. That you just game. stole the don't, IT. Don't steal my game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Everyone's going to be stealing all our ideas right now. I got all these ideas. That's all it. All right. Okay, so we're up to the last one last for John. One. This one is, uh, I, I kind of debated on this one whether or not I would do uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, but I'm just going to be general and say Chuck Norris, since you're such a big Chuck Norris Chuck fan. Chuck Norris, the board. I can't dare. Is there a Chuck Norris, the board game? Not that I know of. Yeah, probably not. But you should you should look that up. Okay. Um, first of all, who dare make a game about Chuck Norris? You would die, probably. <laughs> so in this game, you Chuck Norris... Okay, so I'm making a Chuck Norris game where you <laughs> are trying to escape Chuck Norris. And it's impossible. Chuck Norris is actually coming out to you, trying to roundhouse kick you in the face. Okay. Trying to strangle you with a cordless phone. Okay. Uh, chasing after you. That's good. <laughs> you like that? I huh? got that. Yep. Him, he's popping wheelies on a unicycle. He's doing all this crazy stuff, and you're trying to run away from Chuck Norris, but you can't. He eventually catches you. The winner is the one who gets the furthest. <laughs> so you're always gonna lose against Every Chuck time Norris. Okay. He will defeat you, but whoever can get the furthest. Okay. Like a bad horror movie, the game. <laughs> you know, and I'm. You know what? Maybe. Maybe maybe your boy Eric Lane could design something like that. Get a little spooky. You know, I was actually thinking as you were saying that, like a like, like a, a quirky, scary panda craves danger kind of game. Um, <laughs> with that the same thing where you're like like all these different cards come out. That's what I mean. Like these different cards of different things that Chuck Norris can do or does do. Sorry, not can do. And he does. <laughs> and you're just trying to 
your your best to do better than the other players. You're trying to. You're okay. trying to. You're trying to prevent him from. But at some point, he will get you. This could be actually. No one escapes Chuck Norris. That's why his computer does not have an escape key. You could make this work because there is no Chuck Norris game out there. Now there is a promo card in Ghost Stories called Chuck No Rice, where it's Chuck Norris um, punching. That's it. It's just a picture of him doing that. And uh, I don't know the game, so I don't know what his... I would imagine he just wins the game, I think, in, in Ghost Stories. But How could you not? You go for it. Go for the, making this game. Dude, I'm telling you. Or somebody, you. somebody out there that can make a better game than John. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much everybody. <laughs> like Chuck Norris, if you're listening, make a game about yourself. Hit me up with your last one. What you got? Oh! Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought, that was, I thought it was <laughs> over. So, I mean, it is if we're doing pick five. No, nope, we're doing a pick six. All, All right. right. So this is based on, um, there are nights whenever Dean and I need to get together to play some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the podcast in a day or two. Maybe we're doing a YouTube video. And so I go over to Dean's house. And when I go over to Dean's house, I usually show up, what, 7.30, 8 o'clock, something like that. Okay. And it is without fail that we'll sit down and then we we'll start to play a game and we'll hear, Daddy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Or something. So this is called this game is called Daddy Bedtime. You've got to get your kids to sleep. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. All right. So you have to get them to go to sleep because you you're trying to play the game. That's you're, impressive. You're trying to play a board game. That's the theme. But the kids are not letting you go to sleep so that you could do that. So how do you get them to go to sleep? Wow. Okay. So this is like some kind of a crisis management game. Oh, there you go. We're not like pandemic. <laughs> that's right. Where you're just trying to keep things Ooh. under control and not like you have to like put out these small fires as you as you're going along, right? Because whenever to, to whenever uh, Oliver gets really angry, then it's yeah, it's hitting the fan, bro. Yeah, and you're not going to get to play your game. Well, you kind of threw out what I would have picked anyway. Is the um, you could either do this one of two ways. One, I would say, is that you have the the cooperative version of this game, or maybe maybe solo game. You and your wife work, yeah, yeah, or or two player co op game, two player only co op game, where you and your spouse are are playing these cards in order to be able to like put out these small fires that your kids are uh are are making as you're trying to get them down for bed or it could be a one versus many where like everybody else is taking on the role of the kid that'd be cool and uh, you're the one who is only you're the only one that's trying to like bring about peace and order out of this chaos that's going on that that's ensuing around you so everybody else is just like like if you did this card game and it's just so take that like all those other players are take playing take that cards where you're the one who's trying to bring order and chaos out of those the take thatness of this game which could be kind of cool i don't know anything that's like that right no one versus me where that everybody's that could, just i think like, that that theme is actually someone could run with something about that yeah is that like a silly fun theme or something like that trying to put the kids to bed and yeah yeah and all that kind of stuff i think and, it could work you know what else i think someone's got to go to the toilet <laughs> if there's a publisher out there and you're like my goodness, these are amazing ideas that these guys have. And you're like, happen. not that you want to hire us, you just want to sit down with a brainstorming session with us. <laughs> Does that not sound amazing? Like you could you don't have to pay us. Just say, "Hey, we want to have you guys. We're going to do a group a Google like hangout or Skype meeting with you two just to sit down and just we just want to pick your brains. We're going to throw out themes at you. Would you do that? 
Yeah. Would I'm they sorry, be willing I, to do that? I don't know, but I'm a little I'm a little distracted because I'm reading Chuck You're Norris. You're on Chuck facts. Norris jokes again. All right. Not well, no facts. Chuck Norris yeah. can drown a fish. Did you know that, Dean? So he his publishers one egg. would not want to do this with me and John because John's just gonna look up Chuck Norris facts the whole time. But for me, I mean, we've got some great ideas, like Jack Black t-shirt ideas on Orange County kind of ideas. That's what we've got. Chuck Norris could rob a bank by phone. <laughs> okay. That's what he could do. Are, are we done with the pick six? That's it, man. You got anything else? Nope. All right, so we're going to bring this segment back. Um, if you have any ideas for future segments that you'd like to hear, definitely hit us up on Board Game, Board Game Geek Guild number 3407. There's already a thread going on there. And uh, check us out. Let us know what you think. Irish Gage is published in 2014, but more recently, 2019, by Capstone Games. The designer is Tom Russell. The artist is Ian O'Toole. Plays in about 60 minutes for ages 12 and up. And Irish Gage is a train, an economic train game. And on a player's turn, they're only going to be able to do one of four things. They're either going to be able to uh, auction for one of the five companies. They'll be able to put it up for auction. Second thing that you can do is to build a track, and that's represented by little trains that you can put onto the hexes that are going to go from the different towns and cities and kind of make a, a network. You can upgrade a town to a city by putting the different colored cubes onto one of those hexes, um, or you can call for dividends, and calling for dividends is drawing three cubes out of the bag, which will give you money. Now, that's the whole purpose of this game is to get money, and at the end of the game, what you're going to try to do is have the most money from those different stock cards, the, the share cards that you hold, and they'll have values that are listed on those, and then you'll also get money from... Uh, throughout the game from dividends that you're going to call from and on when you call for dividends you're going to draw three cubes from a bag and then if one of your cubes that you have a share of in one of those companies it's connected to one of those cities where that cube was drawing from you're going to get money for, for the different cities and towns in that network that you're connected to. Now, some of you, you're gonna have different shares that you split with somebody. Uh, you might have a, a higher stake in, in a company than somebody else, but you're gonna split that based on whatever the value of that card would be. If you have all uh, all the shares of that company or, or you know just one and nobody else has any, then you're gonna get more money. But if you have two and somebody else has one, you're gonna get more money than them, but it's you know gonna be uh, watered down quite a bit. And that's, that's really it. The game plays, like I said, in about an hour, and you're just gonna go around the table at each taking one action per turn at one of those actions that I listed. And then again, whoever has the most money at the end of the game. That's how the game plays. Let's get back to the table and see what John and Dean think of Irish Gage. Choo-choo, Meeple Town! All aboard the Meeple Town! Irish Gage train. I, I, you know, I think that was going well, and then I just, no, it wasn't. It got derailed. Ah, <laughs> oh, did you plan that? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Oh, come on! As as I was messing it up, I that phrase derailed hit my head, and it was it was amazing. So let's just hit this thing full steam ahead. That's, that? <laughs> that's it. Hey, there you go, full steam ahead, baby. <laughs> All right, so uh, hey, Meeple Town. I've been looking at this game called uh, Irish Gage for quite a while now. This is a winsome game that's been out for quite some time, but Capstone has published it and has done it up, and Ian O'Toole has done the artwork, 
which I won't get into quite yet. Um, but they have just uh, put this out, actually. This has been on my radar, which is a phrase we use too much, Dean. We use that phrase all the time uh, for some time now. And um, as soon as it came out, I bought it. Boom. That's now, it. what do we think about it, huh? What do you think about the art? I love the art in this game, surprisingly, because it's like a, I mean, it's just a, it's a train. I mean, like, not because, you know, tool, but because, like, it's a train the, game. It's a train game. You just have these hexes on there. But the thing I really like about it is it gives me this vibe of, like, this, uh, this game I would have played back in the 50s, you know, uh, in a cool way. Like, I just, I really love the look of the board, the layout, and all of that. The box, I think, is cool. Um, and then, and then with the components, uh, I think they're well done for this kind of game. Like you have to have yeah. cubes, which is, you know, it is what it is, but the trains I think are really, are, are nice and all of that to kind of keep it in this package. That's a, a pretty, not pretty. It's very reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah. We'll make sure that we hit that up at the end of how reasonably priced this game is. Uh, when I saw the box, I said, you, I just want to let that <laughs> hang there for a minute. I was waiting for a response, Dean. No, I'll edit crickets in again. Oh That's dang it! I, I, you did that that one time. <laughs> oh, you should have. We should have all kinds of sound effects like boing, 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 boing. <laughs> No, we shouldn't. I don't uh, like that kind of stuff. Anywho, um, yeah, man, you know, Tool just rocks all the time. Like every time I see his artwork on games, it's good. I mean, earlier we were talking about like miniatures and stuff like that, and I said, you know, what I the artwork is probably the most important part is not is the most important part about art and components for me. Generally speaking, I mean, the components are garbage, that's something. But the art is what stands out for me. The art is clean. It's beautiful. You're 100% right. I get the same vibes, like this 50s, 60s kind of board game vibe. I feel like I'm pulling, pulling out like an antique game and yeah. I'm laying it on the table. Like mm -hmm. the board has this kind of like washed out, like old school look. And it just makes me feel like I'm pulling this old game out. And I'm, yeah, again, laying on and the table. In not a bad way. Yeah. No, in a yeah. great way. Yeah. In a, in a retro, vintage, really cool way. Uh, I like how they have the little mini trains. I, I thought, well, at least they didn't do cardboard pieces or something. But the way the game plays out, you couldn't really do that. Because you have some pretty small hexes that yeah. you're trying to put trains on. And you can have multiple trains on a, on a hex in addition to having cubes on a hex. So I think they kind of had to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all good. Um, you are, There are cubes in the bag. But hey, what else? I mean, I guess you could have something to pull out besides cubes. But they all have to be the same shape. Yeah. So and the the trains need to be distinguishable. Yeah. I, I don't imagine for for colorblindness, I think it would be fine. I I don't know. Yeah, just it's pink, white, and black. Yeah, I think those are good colors to yeah, use for. I, I feel like they trains are. too. Like even the trains, I think would be fine. I I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think they would. They're be. basically primary colors. I think, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not colorblind, so I can't speak to that. But I I would imagine that would be it'd be fine. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know, but I I like um. Yeah, I like everything about it. The, I had one of my trains had a, was a little bit dinged or had like it was mis, not misprinted, but whatever. Uh, but besides that, all of the rest of them are all good to go. And it's just like any capstone game. It seems like it, their production value is really good. Yeah. So gameplay, gameplay, baby. You started off. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you know, when I got that, this game had been again on my radar. I hate to use that phrase again, but for for a really long time, um, when I got it out and I started reading the rules, I did. I had watched some YouTube videos and I kind of forgot that the rules were on two one page front and back. Uh, and I remember thinking, wow, this is a lot simpler than I expected. Like, I, I don't know what it was. I just expected this rail this rail railway game. This and I heard that it was basically 
but basically it was kind of like an 18xx but really simplified and i didn't realize that really simplified meant really really simplified so I, I i read through the rules um i played one quick game with my wife which you should never play this game two players but you know dean when you get a game and you're just so excited about it you got to give it a shot yes i do that all the time <laughs> he's not even paying attention to me. Oh, no i am i'm just thinking of like all of our s and lists for example right dude i get so excited i just took a really hot drink of a nice cup of tea <laughs> it's true and about burning my mouth that's a it throwback to last of, episode uh, yeah uh, right yeah that's right but but anyway so i did that and it was totally underwhelmed because you shouldn't play it like that because why would you play an auction game with two players right i mean it was okay but then um i got the game out i was able to the next day get it out with my parents and here's a cool thing like i'm playing with my wife and i who play lots and lots of games i'm playing with my parents who i rope into games but if it's complex at all they're out like they just don't enjoy it like um lately they've enjoyed point salad which i've showed which i've showed them because it's very it's ultra simple game um but there have been a couple of games that i have pulled out on the table i've played with them uh, key harvest i tried to teach them and they were like mm, uh can we just quit this game and it was like in round two teach them irish gauge we play it though i will say they had to think through it a little bit they played well and i came in last place so there you go <laughs> i can't remember who won that one um my wife or my my wife i think won that game um and then so after that play i thought this game is pretty good sorry i'm kind of going into this thing but but i just want to tell you i thought it was i thought i was like this is good but it's not great in subsequent plays now i've probably played it mm, five six seven times um i've really enjoyed my plays of irish gauge um Dean, you played a couple games with me, mm-hmm. and I can get into the details of it, but I just kind of wanted to kind of say like, and I say that because if you've just if you've just played it one time, I don't think you can just get. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe there's other people that played it and went, "Yeah, I really like this game." But it took me several plays in to go, you know, I think I like it. And the reasons that I like it are because it's easy to easy to teach. Yet there's a lot of interesting decisions. I said in the Nanty Narking, I didn't think the decisions for me in that game were that interesting that doesn't mean they're not it just meant for me in this game they are not maybe not for dean yeah they're not but i I, dang cold blooded yeah i get what you're saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go on off on a little tangent for just a second this probably should be Uh safe for final thoughts i guess not not a tangent on the game or anything it's just i like so much of so much of what we talk about for why we like games and why we don't like games is obviously it's very subjective but also i just think like you you can say certain things like i don't like this game because of this reason so for example nanny narking john doesn't like nanny narking because of the randomness totally fine you know that makes it everyone to each their own but John's okay with randomness in a game like Irish Gage because Irish Gage has some randomness too, not as much, but there is randomness in you know drawing for the dividends, for example. Uh, you draw those three cubes out of a bag, but I think that doesn't bother you as much. And I think that we just, I think this is maybe safe for another segment or something. But just thinking about like how we rate games is so subjective because we're willing to say i'm okay with randomness in this game not in this game or i'm okay with this type of theme in this game but it doesn't really work in this game Does that makes sense it makes sense but i think the randomness is way less in irish gauge it is that yeah that's what i'm saying so that's why so i like 
what I like. So what, what Dean's talking about, which I totally agree, and I lost the game. I lost this game. I've never won this game. <laughs> I lost this game by two points because of a absolute statistical blip of drawing these out of the bag. Randomness. Right, that's true. That's what I'm saying. So like, yeah. But the, here's the thing, though. There is a set. So there's a point in this game, as Dean has mentioned in the um the I don't say preview, but as he's talked about the game, there's a point in this game. Let's just let me just say that. All right. So we're laying trains out, as he's mentioned before. As we lay these trains out, we are purchasing the stock stock in the train so we're not saying dean's not pink and i'm blue it's whoever owns stock in it has stock in it and there's mm-hmm. not even there's not even pink so i don't even know why i said there's pink <laughs> pink cubes i'm thinking of the dividends um but uh, orange or blue or red or yellow or purple that's the colors that the actual stock you can buy stock in but what happens is is over the course of the game one of the things that you can do is you can call for dividends where you're reaching into a bag you're pulling out three cubes and railroads that have um, cubes that that have that go from city to city of those colors or from city to town with one of those colors. They pay out dividends. Now, what's not random about it is there's a, a, an exact amount of cubes that you can look into the bag at any time unless you're drawing them out for dividends and say, OK, there's six black cubes left. I can strategically go about it. However. You could pull out the wrong ones at the wrong time. Like, I, it happened to me. Literally, I, Dean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that there were four pink cubes and three other cubes and, like, two black and a white or something like that. And it was the end of a game that we were playing. It was something like I, that. Actually, I think it was more, more pink cubes than that. It was ridiculous. Wrong, but, yeah. And all I would have won if I would have drawn one pink cube out, but literally drew everything but... A pink cube uh-huh. and I lost the game yeah so yes there is that randomness in that sense and there are people that complain about it um but it's not like constant throughout the game that's totally completely random I don't feel like because even if I draw out three pink cubes and I don't get dividends on them I know in my head okay well there's less now right right so now I do know okay I I'm not gonna like harp on this anymore but I'm gonna use another example abomination is a game that that you didn't really care for that much because of the dice rolls at the end of the game. Now, yes. statistically, in in one of the games that we played, it should not have played out the way that it did. Now, this hurt me, not you. Yeah. But statistically, I should have won that game based on dice rolls and how much I was able to mitigate those dice rolls, and it still did not go in my yeah. favor. But I think so much of it is subjective. And I'm saying that because I've already kind of shown my cards saying that this is a game that it's not really for me. But... But it's not necessarily because I can put a finger on something. But it is anyway. hard to rate. Like I mean, D- Dean is right. There are times whenever I just say I just didn't get the feels. Uh, there wasn't a gut. I didn't have a good gut reaction. Sometimes I think I'm gonna like a game, and I just go, you know. Sometimes it may- maybe it's because there's other games that scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. That maybe I mean this is definitely an auction game where I mean when we're playing this game, you're having to buy. You're having to make the right move at the right time. Right. Or it it's it's very unforgiving. Yeah. It it kind of makes me think for of, a very simplistic game. Right. Now, you know, one of my top 10 games is Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has that same thing. Like if you don't make the the right move at the right time, and and everybody knows that if you've played that game a bunch, you know the right move to make at the right time. Yeah. Uh you can really get hosed. And that's kind of the way that this can can play out with people who haven't played the game very much. Yeah. If you've played this a bunch, and you play with people for the first time, you can absolutely destroy them because you know what's the right move to make. Unless it's me. 
Because <laughs> I'm telling you, like... There are some exceptions to the rules. I try, though. I, I've, I've tried to really coach people along and be like, hey, you should take dividends now, probably. Like, when it's their first time to play. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think that that... I do think that that helps. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. And I, but no, I've never, I've never actually won this game in my... What I say, like seven, eight plays or something, but like it, I've I've come in second a lot, mm-hmm. like literally eighty percent of the time I think. But I for some reason I can't quite come over that hump and and win the game. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is. But it's but it's easy. What I like about it is this is what I like about it is it's very easy to teach. Mm-hmm. Like the mechanics of the game, there's four decisions that you can make, and they're not overly complex. Now understanding how dividends work how trains work from city to city. And a few of those things may not be the simplest thing to understand. If you play board games though, fairly regularly, it's not that it's not bad. I mean, I played, I played this game with a couple with uh, Matt and Selena who play games. They're not, they don't play heavy games. They play usually simpler games. Um, and they're good friends of ours and they had no problem beating me. Yeah. I, you know, like I, and it was just like, yep, yeah, I, you know, I, I, there were several times where they're like, I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't know what the optimum move is, but they still won. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, I, I like that turns are quick to not only is it, you know, you're just making those four decisions, but the, the decisions that you make, if you, you know, you can have an idea of what you're going to do before it comes back around to your turn. Now that might change based on what other people do. But if it does, it, it, you still have an idea. And so, yeah. like, your turns are really fast. And for this style of game, this train, uh, you know, the, the train stock simulation type games, yeah. playing this within an hour is, that's, that's pretty impressive, you know? It is. I, I, love, the, I love how fast it is. Th- those are two of my big things about um, what I like about the game is that it gives me this, like, cool stock, like you said, train simulation game that I can teach to just about anyone and I can play in, like you just said, an hour or so. And for those two reasons, I, I do really like this game. It definitely, it fits a place on my shelf for sure. It's one that I keep wanting to play, you know, yeah. and e- even with as simple as it is now, I mean, selfishly, yeah, I like, I, I guess I would say I'd like there to be more twists and turns in the game. And I don't know though, cause there's other games that do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's other games that I could play that are heavier that I can play with my friends. I can that like those styles of games. This is one where I can scratch my train itch. I don't. I'm like I'm not a big Ticket to Ride fan, you know. But, but something that's along that simplicity mm-hmm. that really enjoy. I like the idea of buying into stocks. I like Acquire. You know, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good game for what it is. You sure. know, yeah. um, I, I I like I like some of those games. So anyway. Um, it's fun. You can do final thoughts? You can sure. just jump right into them? Yeah, we can jump right into them. This could uh, be Dean's lowest scoring game it, ever. It will, actually. It'll be my lowest scoring game ever. But Dean is wrong. <laughs> do not listen to Dean. <laughs> you know, before listening to this review, if you're on the fence of whether or not you want to play this game, my opinion probably won't sway you very much because it has so much to do with whether or not this is just my kind of game. I think it should sway people. I mean, not. I don't think... Let me rephrase that. I hate to say that. I don't want... I, I, I don't want to... I'm not trying to sway anyone anyway. I think you should go for whatever game that you like. But what I, what, what I mean is, is there are people that will connect to you, Dean, and go, generally, I like games that Dean plays. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Or generally, I like games like... And that's what I do. As a person who personally watches other reviewers, I say, I generally like what Rado likes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, I say that to say, if you 
like heavy theme games that are um well go ahead dean yeah well that that's what i'm getting at though like if you if you have an idea like of what style of game that you like you my my opinion on this probably won't sway you because i'm you know because this just isn't my style of game now here's the thing though i like it's not that i dislike stock games i i really like stockpile i think that's a lot of fun i even this is kind of weird it's not a weird comparison because it kind of plays out similarly but airlines europe which is uh, an even lighter game than this i would i would rather play airlines europe because it's even more approachable but also like it i don't know something about the way that the game makes me feel but this one this one it's one it's not my style of game and two I can kind of get frustrated in this game. Yeah, you, um, I get that. And, and it's not—it's not that I—I I haven't won this game either, uh, but that doesn't bother me. Like I can lose all the games and still rate it highly because I like that that game. But for this one, it—I think the frustrating pieces are like you have an idea pretty early on if you're going to lose this game, almost like Power Grid. You know, like in Power Grid you might have an idea if again i'm not played a ton of power grid but in my experience if you're in this position on the lower tier you're like i don't have a chance to come back in this game i mean that's that and and that's very much this game like you Mm -hmm. can tell fairly early on i feel like because it's such a quick game you can tell okay i'm out of this game there's no way that i'm going to win yeah i mean that's i mean i think that that the thing I like about Irish Gates, although I much prefer Power Gauge, I mean, just, I'm, uh, I mean, Power Gauge, Power Grid. Gauge, Power yeah. Grid. I just, I just mesh those. Maybe oh, we could do a, yeah, yeah, that's, a, maybe that's a new segment huh? <laughs> that we can do mashup games. Yes. Um, but I very, I much prefer Power Grid. Um, there are some catch up mechanisms in it, but it's true. If you get too far behind and you're playing with good players, I don't think you can. It's very difficult to catch up in this game. The same thing. Yeah. If you don't get enough stock and you're sitting there with a couple different stock. And everyone else has four different ones. They're bought in this. The trains are going everywhere. You're just going to lose probably. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Positively, this is a way quicker game than Power Grid. Power Grid, you can sit there for an hour almost feeling like you're you're hosed. Yeah, that's very This true. game, it's by the time you figure out it's not fun, it won't be fun for 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. that's and then that's it. Yeah. That being said, I'd much rather play Power Grid. Um, yeah. So let me just let me just jump into my rating. Um, this is a, it's a tough one for me because it's, it is my lowest one for sure. And maybe even it, not maybe it's the lowest that we've rated any game on. Wow. Anything. That oh we've my done. gosh. So this game for me is a four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. What does that mean? But so what, this is somewhere on, between on BGG. a four on BGG is not so good. It doesn't get me, uh, it doesn't get me, but could be talked into on occasion. Uh, which is very true. Uh, five is an average game, slightly boring, and I, I could take it or leave it. That's those things are are true about how I feel about this game. It's just it's for me this game just isn't fun. And I get like how people can like this, and I I understand if you're really into super heavier economic train games uh, that you might really like this for that quick fix. But for me, it just doesn't do it. Like the theme doesn't do it for me. The gameplay is not very interesting to me. I just, I have not had fun with my plays of this game. And I, I feel like I can have fun with most games, but this one, I just, it just wasn't fun for me. But again, that's me, obviously, because John is going to rate it higher than a a four and a half. Yeah. You know what? This will be actually doing back-to-back games, probably the most 
dichotomy, the the, the most differences that we've had because I rated yeah. the last one a yeah. six. Um, I rated. By the way, I'm going to make a mention. I, I failed to mention during anti narking that. We have a, uh, a oh, video right. review of Nanny Narkin coming out, and I actually gave it a six and a half. And I hate being like this, but un, uh, upon further reflection, or <laughs> further review, if we're playing football, I just notched it down another one because I, I was just looking at those board game geek things and going, you know what, it really is a six for me. So sorry to be a little bit wishy-washy there, but I wanted to, I didn't want to put it at six and a half. I mean, I know it's, I'm, I'm just, it's six, six and a half. It's who cares is what people are probably saying. Really. Right, right. Yeah. But just for me, because I really want to try to, um, anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, what I like about Irish Gage, I've already said. It's, I can teach it to anyone. Awesome. I can have this like 18xx basic feel that I can play with just about anyone. It's a, yeah, for sure. Um, I like how the turns are quick, as Dean mentioned. I like how quick the game is. I think there are really interesting decisions in this game. I like auction games. I do. I like stock games. I mean, Power Grid is one of my almost uh, close to my top 10. I really love that game. It, it gives me some of the feels that it gives me in Power Grid, not, not the same feels. Um, um, but I, I think it's, I think this is a really good game. Again, I, I started off by saying it took a few plays before I just kind of sat back and went, this is to me, uh, like it feels like an ele- eloquent game. Like I do like an elegant game. Like I, it's one of those where I just, I just feel like, man, it's pretty simple. Um, but yeah, you are going to have a, a few, you're going to have maybe some, some randomness with the, with the drafting. I get that. If you're really against that, you might not like that with the dividends. Um, but again, you get to know how many you're in the bag and know how to play the rest of the game out anytime you want to look at it. So for all those reasons, I keep finding myself wanting to go back to this game. So I'm going to give this game an eight out of 10. So four and a half out of 10 for Dean. <laughs> That's quite a bit. Eight out of 10 for me. So like that is really different. Um, yeah, interesting how we've done that. Lately, we've been a little bit different on some of these games. That's man. true. That's true. And then some, like Tapestry, have been like very much on the same page. But, you know, I mean, here's the thing. If this is a game that's for you, play it and love it. I I would love to see that happen because, you know, I mean, the idea of this game sounds fantastic if you like those heavier type of train games, and this can give you a quick fix. So, obviously, if you like the game, run with it. It's just that some games are for you and some games are, are not, and that's the way I am, too. So, uh, do we... So sh- should we say worth it? <laughs> I mean, for Dean. Oh, well, okay. I can't speak to that. For the, comp- you know, this goes back to a our conversation earlier. I do like the art, and I like the components, and I like the price point. I think those are are great. So if this is your style game, absolutely, this is worth it. Yeah, it is. For that price um, point, what thirty thirty bucks? Is that right? Twenty five. I bucks? got it on. Um, where did I get it from? I can't remember. Card House, I think. One of those $27 plus shipping. Wow, yeah. twenty. I mean, like, for what you get in... I, and by the way, the box is slim and awesome. Mm-hmm. I, like, I wish that more games... If I, I, There are more games they could put into slimmer boxes. I think it's, it's just great for my shelf that fills up really fast. Um, yeah, so I, I think... I, I'm looking at... Um, I'm looking at board game prices and $27 is what it starts at. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So, for me, totes worth it flame yeet whatever i mean eight's not like i don't think it's the most amazing game ever but that's a good game for me yeah. i it's i keep wanting to go back and play it I'll, i'd play with anyone anytime 
All right, that's it. That's a four and a half from me and eight from John. And John, tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, so we actually are going to have video reviews of both of these out fairly soon. Uh, if you want to get some, I don't know, I guess it's probably not as much detail, but if you actually want to see some gameplay, go on YouTube and just search Meepletown. Uh, we would love for you to subscribe to our channel. Dean is doing some crazy dance right now, all kinds of dances, and I'm like, I'm trying he's, to get him he's to trying to throw me off a little bit, but I'm not going to be some giggles. thrown off. Um, yes, he did throw me off. Dang it. <laughs> All right, and so if you are enjoying our podcast, we would also like for you to uh, review us. If you're going to give us five stars or four stars, anything less than that. Give us a know, star if that's the way you feel about us. <laughs> Dean always says that. I, I mean, mean, let them be can. honest. We're honest. That's true. Don't give us a one because you're the one listening to this podcast and uh, I gave your game a four. I mean, hey, that's, hey if half. you're listening to this podcast regularly, you probably aren't giving it a one or you're wasting your time. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, no, seriously, though, we would love for you to, to on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Um, also, we're on Google Play, on Stitcher. We are on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. We're all at Meepletown Games on those. We are also Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Seven. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Mm-hmm.